Welcome to J Train Podcast. It's J Train, Jared Freed, coming you live from the Southern Quarantine Cabin in Boca Raton, Florida. That's right. Every Monday and Thursday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for making it your story and tagging a bitch, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. Thank you. That's what you got to do. Just share, 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 share. I'm putting out a lot of stuff these days. I got pot. I got podcasts up the wazoo. I got a Patreon where we're adding a lot of people, which I appreciate. That is a paid platform where for $5 a month, I do three extra podcasts a week. I legitimately never shut the fuck up, but uh, we do Luxury Lounge, Coffee with J-Train, one more email. So it's all there, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. I want you to get involved with that. But there's just a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Bachelor, Patreon, YouTube. I want you to be involved with it all, but I understand if you pick and choose. But there's just stuff to choose from. Um, otherwise, I'm going to be in Tampa, Florida at the beginning of February. Uh, February 11th through the 14th, Tampa, Florida. Uh, assemble the Quarren Squad. Uh, we're taping way ahead. It's it's right around the new year. Um, very excited. Very excited about today's guest. Hilarious comic. He's got a couple of podcasts. One of them I was just on. It is called Jews Control the Media. Give it up for Mo Mandel. Mo, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me, man. It's funny. I've been watching all of your podcasts, you know, episodes, kind of getting ready for this. Sure. And for some reason... It didn't occur to me that I was going to get to just watch you do the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, like it feels like, it feels like, you know, Sam Morrill, I think I'll just watch that, but it feels like they kind of like just come in after you do that, but they, they kind of pop in. They're like, Hey everybody. (laughs) Like I would, like you've been waiting in the green room, having some beers. Come out of a a digital curtain (laughs) and then I'm here, but it's kind of nice. It starts out with like, boom, I know you're talking to your audience, but it really felt like you were talking directly to me. Well, because here's how I set up my computer and and, uh, there's the camera that's right in front of you in the middle of the, of, of the, uh, you know, I'm on a uh, Apple MacBook air, but then when I, talk to you you're in the corner of the screen because i have to read emails on the left so it just looks like i'm just looking at like a bug in the corner when i'm actually right, talking to you right, right, right. But, but i guess when i'm doing the opening i'm looking directly into your Dude, eyes you were yeah. convincing i signed up for your patreon i was like fuck <laughs> he's really wants me to do this okay gotta put this now gotta push it we got less live shows i gotta like listen i gotta pay some bills here i, 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 honestly just, I, bought, I just bought tickets to your tampa show i'm in fucking portland oregon I, it's gonna cost me nine hundred dollars <laughs> to get down there mo mandel you're in portland oregon and i did your podcast while i was in portland had such a fun time i i really enjoyed it because we talked about being jew ish like jewish yeah. but like yeah, I, I, high holiday Jew. Well, you know, where you're Jewish, but you're like kind of embarrassed that you don't do more or that, to, you know, you're not walking around with, you know, the yami on and, 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 you know, the squigglies coming down from the hair. Like, so. Well, it's like your Jewish identity is so based on the neighborhood that you're in, right? Mm. Like, because where I grew up in this teeny town called Boonville, California, dirt roads, you know, 
no Jews. Me and my family, we might as well have been uh, Woody Allen and Jackie Mason. I mean, we were like the Jews. <laughs> like, you're, they, you're so you're you're Kyle from South Park. I'm Kyle you're, from South Park. Yeah, like, you yeah, know, yeah. like in a cartoon where people are hungry on a desert island and they look around, their friend turns into like a ham or, or like a like a turkey leg. In our town, I feel like people would just see us, and all of a sudden we were just like, <laughs> we have yeah. like all the Jewish stuff around. But then I moved to LA, you know, and I lived in a Hasidic Jewish neighborhood, and yeah, to them I was like. Jewish at best, you know. They, yeah, they weren't they, feeling it. Yeah, they. It, it is a little weird because then you become like, how do I explain this? You always feel like you have to explain yourself, and I, I really did have an amazing time, and I want everyone to go follow uh, Mo on Instagram at the real Mo Mandel, but especially go check out Jews Control the Media. What I loved about your podcast was that it poked fun at the bully, and the bully being. There's people out there who don't like Jews, and I admit to that, but I also know that I'm living a pretty good life. I'm sitting here in Boca Raton, Florida, you know. Uh, and are, there, are there any Jews down there? You're the probably a couple. only Jew. There's a couple. There, just, there's me and the dentist and the accountant, and that's it. That's where the three well, see, Jews you're are an, down. You're an East Coast guy, man, and, and so – like and my and my co-host, this guy Jake Silverman, he's from like a place where there was no sort of there. There was enough Jews around that he didn't feel like an outsider. Well, he's he's Minneapolis, right? Yeah, and they got and, the Frozen and, well, Chosen. You know, there's the, a community up there. Well, the the thing is, my mom's a Midwestern Jew, and so I know that like in the Midwest, it's a little di- so. There's like the East Coast Jew. They're in their separate areas, but like ever, they're kind of ever, ever, they're around everyone. Everyone knows the areas or whatever. Midwest Jew, it feels like they're like just a very specific neighborhood. Like my grandfather, like the whole, like his friendships were all the temple. Like they yeah. all like, yeah. kn- they lived in the same like four inches. And then you go out west and you're like, I've never seen white people out west like I've seen. Like out west, when I go to LA, I see that like Mormon look and I'm like, that is so different than anything I grew up around. Like ever, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's sort of like, it's these pockets, you know, it's like these, it's like, and my parents grew up like in the Bronx and Brooklyn. So they were in like these strong Jewish pockets. And I don't think they really thought of, about what it would be like to raise us out in the country, you know, where we what were just made the them, weird fucking, you know, Jews running around. They're what hippies. made them go out? They're hippies. So they were like, yeah, let's yeah. let's let's venture out west. And then they're yeah. in this dirt road town. And yeah, <laughs> do you go to do you go get bar mitzvah? Do you get go to I got bar mitzvah literally in a redwood forest outside? With a oh, so your Ameri- parents, your parents yeah. are hugging the trees as they oh, said. Yeah. They are hippies. Like we, we had a rabbi at our, uh, you know, outdoor ceremony, and then we also had playing native- the guitar. No, she wasn't, but we had a Native <laughs> American shaman also doing a drum section, and, and so all of our East Coast Jewish relatives were just like, "The fuck is this?" <laughs> this, is not, this well, is not you were you were exactly what they thought California people yeah, to be. Exactly, yeah, you were exactly. a stereotype for them as much as you were a stereotype for people probably in in California. Which is so funny because like I think we were the only Jews that a lot of like the the a lot of the people in my town ever met. So they must have been like, oh Jews, yeah, the people who love the Native American shamans. They're very in touch with the Native American community. I I, I had a, a feeling. So I so your podcast is called Jews Control the Media. How would you describe it to people? Because I think this is kind of what it felt like. What we're talking about right now is kind of what it felt like to me. 
Yeah, so if you go to Jews Control the Media podcast on YouTube, you're going to want to put that Jews Control the Media podcast in your search, or you're going to get something very different. Sure. Uh, you can check it out. So basically, look, earlier this summer, you know, uh, Nick Cannon, that whole anti-Semitic bullshit, you know, Ice yeah. Cube said some anti-Semitic stuff. It just seemed like there was just a lot of it going around, you know, and it, it really kind of, I don't know, as a Jew, I feel like it, it makes me angry that Jews are like this minority that often gets picked on, and yet we're treated like the majority. Like if you're mm. someone who insults Jews, like you can still like, you know, Nick Cannon, still the host of The Mass Singer. I'm not all for cancel culture and like that. I'm just sure. all for like fairness, right? Yeah. So if somebody gets, you know, Nick Cannon, if he apologizes, he's sincere. Look, I'm a comic, fuck cancel culture. But yeah. it's kind of weird if you can insult this group and keep your job and insult this group and not keep your job, you know? Sure. So it just made it, me want to start a podcast that, that sort of just, you know, a little bit of a fuck you to the people who are giving shit to Jews and go back at them a little bit. You know? Yeah. A little, a little, a little, uh, a shove back. The, I, I, I hear that. And that's kind of like, I, I always, I appreciate that perspective because listen, I, I think the, what happens with, especially the Nick Cannon thing, that's like a perfect example of, it, all the, the we get a lot of soft coded and and yeah. every group gets that but Jews get this like soft coded version where he's like no I was talking about this and this way and it's like it's like the difference between someone laughing with you and laughing at you you're like that sounds like a laugh at yeah that's yeah. a laugh with so I and, and that's that's why I I would assume that you know he still has a job because it's that at versus with it's that. It's all kind of up to opinion at that point. I, I do. You know what I mean? It's just so funny to me that like we live in this like no one knows what the rules are right now. No, they're they're, they're all being made by people who are afraid to lose money. And exactly. <laughs> it's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it is. That's so it's like someone like that can say what they said and then make apologies. And then we people move on as maybe they should. Somebody else of a different group talking about whatever group can have said something nine years ago and they're like, you're done. Yeah. Take a vacation, buddy. Sit right. on the bench. Yeah. And listen, I, this is why I enjoyed your podcast so much. I'm a guest on the show. You guys can go look it up. Go. I let J train be your appetizer for the whole, you know, Jews control the media podcast, uh, library. So I want everyone to go, you have another podcast, and it's called yeah. the full release pod. Explain that to people because that, that kind of brings us into what this show is. Yeah. So the full release podcast is uh, I've been doing that for like three years. I do it with my wife, Dr. Ashley Winter, who okay. was in the other room, probably wanted me to shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> she's a urologist and a sexual medicine specialist. And so um, basically she does dick surgery all day. So we decided I'm a comedian. I tell dick jokes. She's a dick doctor. Essentially, we should do a podcast. that's kind of like a love line where we take sex and medicine questions and relationship questions and just sort of get so goofy and dirty. So does dating a woman who's a, as you put it, a dick doctor, does yeah. that make your sexual life better or different or the same? Is there, is, is it like dating the masseuse and you're, you don't ever get the massage like on the Seinfeld episode? Is well, it, is it, is it like, <laughs> but is it like dating a therapist and they're always giving you therapy? So maybe like, has she opened up your sexual horizons or not at all? 
definitely, I'd say both, right? So okay. here, here's a plus side. One of the first, we hooked up when I was doing stand-up up here in Portland. You know, I was living mm-hmm. in LA and we were doing, uh, I met, you know, while I was doing, doing shows, you know, and the first time I flew up here just to see her after that weekend, you know, I was kind of nervous, you know, mm-hmm. and I had a little of the old performance anxiety as people have, you know, okay. a, little, a little of the old performance anxiety. And normally that's really, you know, embarrassing, but she's a, she's a urologist. So she was just completely understood what was going on. She's sure. like, it's fine. So in that regard, her having that perspective, you know, no, she understands really? yeah. like the, 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 the woman, the cliche woman saying, this happens to everybody. It's different coming from her, I would assume. She says it happens to everybody. No, really. Look, here's my urology journal, and here are the percentages. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Now, is there, but like, listen, like, uh, I refer to myself as the Rosa Parks of male ass play. The, sure. I, I, yeah. I'm trying to open that window for people. Finger in the butt during a blowjob. I prefer it. I'm like good for good for us. Look at me. I'm a progressive. Yeah. Is is that is that something where she's like, like something like that? Is she like, well, uh, is that what you want? And then puts on like a rubber glove and like is like <laughs> totally into it. Or is it that she's like, I'm dealing with buttholes all day. Fuck you. Whatever. Yeah, she's like, I've had enough buttholes. Well, if that were the case, <laughs> she wouldn't want to see my dick either. I mean, I do a joke about that in my stand-up act where like. Because she, she literally came home from work one time and she was like, I am so tired of looking at dicks. And I'm like, well, you're going to hate what I have planned for tonight. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you know, no, yes. Yeah, so to answer your question, sometimes it blows my mind when I think about like, oh, she's probably had her finger up like 15 guys asses today. She, I mean, how many dicks has she seen today? You know what I mean? Hilarious. Like, yeah. And it's all day. And during the early stage of COVID, she was having to work from home. So she'd be doing this. Oh, so my I'm, God. She's on Zoom. She's on Zoom. That's hilarious. So it's I like, hey, hear people in the other room, her on there being like, show me your erection. OK, so now how what is the curvature of your erection? I'm like, she's just looking at dicks in there. You walk in the background. They immediately get not hard. You know, they soften up. You know, like, like, is that guy jerking off? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I want everyone to go follow that podcast, too. That's that's a fun show. The full release podcast. Jews control the media podcast. Mo Mandel, the real Mo Mandel. It's going to be all over my Instagram, all over my social media. You can go follow, go best, follow, man. go follow. I'll have all that stuff on my platforms. Let's do some emails. You ready? Let's do it. Podcast at gmail.com, Podcast at gmail.com. This one's simply called Confused. Mm. All right. Train, huge fan of your podcast over the last two years. Appreciate all that you're doing during this time especially. I'll get right into it. I've been on and off hooking up with this guy for almost three years now. Let's call him Jake. Mainly drunk hookups, but about a year ago, I think we both knew I started to care and like him more than a drunk hookup. We kind of fizzled out for a little last year because I took the initiative to try to meet other people and date around, but no one really caught my interest. However, over the last few months, I have been in contact with Jake's best friend, and he has been hanging around in my friend group and has been bringing around Jake. We spent the last three weekends together, and now I can feel myself starting to catch feelings again. I'm pretty sure they are definitely not mutual, but him being around me is making me want not want to like anyone when we go out, and I can feel myself starting to focus on him when we're out, and I feel like it is affecting my other relationships with people. 
The kid recently went, was recently in rehab for alcohol and had to move back home, so I know he's not in the mental state to be anything with me or anyone. I ended up drunk texting him this weekend while we were together, and he told me his quote-unquote dick wasn't working. A real romantic. He needs to Two talk to my wife. Yeah, right? Two nights in a row. But my question is, should I keep letting him and his friend hang in my group of friends, even though I know it's affecting my, ment- my affecting me mentally? Or should I kind of let Jake or his friend know that being around him brings back previous feelings that I know are not mutual and have been holding me back to meeting others? Also, do guys' dicks re- really not work so frequently? And does that seem like just an excuse to not want much to do with me anymore? Thank you for all you do, and I appreciate hearing what you have to say say that's such a this what you said at the end to comment on is is such a fucked up reality that you know her wondering if he's maybe using this as an excuse to get out of being around her sure my wife told me about like you know when guys have to get prostate surgery or or, you know they have prostate cancer sometimes their dicks will not work and Mm. it got to the point with one patient where she said he brought his wife in there with him because she wanted to hear the doctor say this was medical and not that he was not a tractor anymore, which is like pouring salt on the wound, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I brought this witness here to let you know. Like, yeah, I. it's tough because I can't get hard is it's interesting because it's like. It's that if someone's giving you that excuse, it's more likely to me that the excuse is being given to you to keep you around for when it's most convenient for them to hook up with you. It's not that they don't want to hook up with you. It's that they don't want to hook up with you tonight. Yeah, no one, if you are trying to get rid of someone, you're not giving them that very vulnerable piece of information yeah. to take with them. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, like guys are not like looking for a reason to tell people their dicks aren't working. You sure. Know? That's something it, it, we keep it, close to the vest. So that's the tough part about giving advice to that. It's like, it is an excuse. It is an excuse that he's trying to lie to you with because he has ulterior motives, but it has nothing to do with him being unattracted to you. Right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> but to go earlier in her question, so I, I guess that clears up one thing for her. The other part of her question is, it's it, the, title's, the title of the email is Confused. And it makes sense that she's confused because she is very vague, even writing to us. Yeah. Her email, because a lot of times the answer's in the emails. But I, if you listen to her email, you're probably thinking, there were parts I was a little bit lost. She says, you know, mainly drunk hookups. Uh, we fiz- I think we both knew I started to care and like him more than a drunk hookup. We kind of fizzled out for a little last year because I took the initiative to try and meet other people and date around, but no one really caught my interest. However, over the last three months, few months, I have been in contact with Jake's best friend. What does that mean? Like, I, I, I Jake's best friend just appears here, and he has been hanging around in my friend group and has been bringing Jake around. So... Are you in contact with Jake's best friend in a I don't know if that's a romantic way yeah or not but if the friend is bringing around Jake now and now we spent the last three weekends together and now I can feel myself starting to catch feelings again why I guess the the best friend thing kind of got me a little confused it's like No it confused me too like I thought that was like there was some sort of a love triangle thing happening you know Sure and it's also interesting cuz it says she and this guy Jake were together but then she initiated going to see other people. So it sounds like almost 
Like it wasn't like he ended. Well, it. I, I I think it it here's the problem with dating guys is that we love wasting time. Yeah. We love we're cowards. Just, we're cowards. We yeah. circle around. We will hover above like a like one of those um like like uh what are the the, the little airplanes that people fly the uh, a drone we like will, a little drone yeah men are drones we will just hover above it's until true. the gas runs out and that gas is you giving us head or giving us blowjobs because you're sick and tired of sitting in one space in the air it's true so guys, like as much as guys start wars and fights we hate conflict yes. like we would rather we would rather the relationship just sort of like like a fucking uh, balloon to slowly deflate and dis- you know disappear than actually confront you about it. Like I've been in so many relationships like that where I just feel terrible, where I was just such a pussy. I couldn't yeah. admit it, and so I just let them break up with me. You know, yeah, and and and, and, and there's so many guys that are watching or listening to this just nodding in agreement. And so when she said. When she says, like, we had a bunch of drunk hookups, I start to get feelings, she knows she's never going to get the feelings returned for her. So she tries to date other people. All of a sudden, this guy shows up, and she's like, now she's smelling the pizza again, and she's getting a little hungry for it. And it's like, and then she breaks down a little bit, and she drunk texts him, and he says, my dick doesn't work. It just shows you this guy will always answer you. He will always keep you as an option. He'll always be just nice enough. To me, this guy is junk food to her because he'll always be there but never fill her up. Yeah, and she's going to him out of a place of wanting someone, not necessarily him, you know? Yeah. And that's always the worst place to to start any kind of relationship because, like, she wanted a guy, couldn't find one, and now this other guy is around – and so now she's and, sort of and, desperately like, this might be the answer, but it's not. And, you want to go well, at who you want to go at. What you're saying is so correct. I want to jump on that because yeah. wanting someone, it isn't desperate, uh, but I do believe wanting someone, and then he comes back and the conversation's comfortable. They know yeah. they 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 know what it's like to be with one another. They've seen each other naked. Like there's comfort. There's it's actually easier because even though you know it's so treacherous and it can never get you. Just like going to McDonald's. McDonald's is so easy. You can stop off the highway. You pull up in your car. You go through the driveway. You pull into a parking spot. You pour the fries into the bag. You eat them up. And 20 minutes later, you go, what the fuck was I thinking? I could have gone home and cooked. And right right now, she's avoiding cooking. So the hard thing she has to do, she has to let this, this third member, he doesn't want to date you that much. If, if, If it is romantic, she has to let him know. Hey, this ain't gonna work. You you brought someone else in that now is in. If you liked me enough, you would have kept this guy away. Fine. Hey, you need to stay away. This guy needs to stay away. And it is for your mental health because you're looking to meet someone real. And you keep answering my text even when I don't. You know when I know you you when even when you know it. it, it I like you more than you like me. Right. I mean, she needs to re- realize that eventually his dick will work again. But you probably shouldn't uh, try to have any close proximity to it because it's not the dick for you. You know, it's like I I was I had a relationship for like five years and I broke up and then I purposely was single for three years until I met my wife because I knew that I didn't want to like fall into a relationship, you know, yeah, kind of let myself kind of get entangled in it. When I chose who I wanted to be with, like I wanted it to be like very much 
actively going for that specific person, not just like yeah. looking for someone. You wanted to be excited. You wanted yeah. to be yeah, and I think that's the hard part of like of like the dating game because like you probably were out there and probably had a lot of nice people that you met in those three years. And you're like, I think you're hot, but I'm not excited. You know, like I'm not excited to like go meet your family. I'm not excited to go, you know, drive across the country with you. I'm not excited to like have you stick your, you know, your finger up my butt like that. You're not excited. (laughs) Well, I might've been excited about that, but you know, not like in any kind of a long term (laughs) sort of area. But yeah, no, totally. Yeah. The J Train is brought to you by ExpressVPN. We've all been in lockdown for almost a year, and I think I've seen everything on Netflix by now. Yeah, we've all done it. We've gone to Netflix. We've scrolled, scrolled, scrolled. We've watched the things we want to watch. We've said no to the things we don't want to watch, and then we do the same scroll the next day, and we say yes and no to the same things, and we end up watching the same exact thing we watched the day before, and it stinks. But with ExpressVPN, you can trick the computer into thinking you were in a different country and you'll be able to watch just about anything in the world you already know a vpn will protect your privacy online but it's taken my tv watching game to the next level unlock movies and tv shows that are only available in other countries it works with any service in over 100 countries netflix amazon youtube bbc you name it okay so i before i got involved with expressvpn um jess and i took a trip to aruba and i remember opening up Netflix on the TV and it was a whole new catalog of shows and I'm sitting there watching every Marvel movie doing a marathon going what is going on here I didn't realize that every country has their own you know subscription every every you know Netflix every every streaming service has its own contracts based on the country. So the US has its different thing than, you know, the UK versus Italy versus Aruba. So what this is allowing you to do is be like you're in a hotel in another country and get to see what their catalog looks like because of the different licensing rights. This is an amazing opportunity and I have to tell you when I wa- and this is exactly what happened in Aruba is what happens to you the minute you get ExpressVPN. You are opening up a brand new Netflix. It's great. ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast, streaming HD, no buffering, and it works for every person and device in your home. It's easy as pie to use, even for a guy like me. Just push one button to change your location, seamless. Use my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash JTrain. That's expressvpn.com slash JTrain. And you can get an extra three months free for free. Support the JTrain podcast. Watch what you want and protect your privacy at expressvpn.com slash JTrain. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Mo Mandel at the real Mo Mandel. Go follow, go follow, go follow the podcast. Jews control the media. Go check it out. I am on a fantastic episode. I remember we talked about Seinfeld. We talked about so much Jewish stuff. So if you're a Jew out there, you want to feel like you you know you you cuddled up to next to a comfortable podcast. I I, I think you'll feel a lot of warmth and love out of the Jews control the media podcast. Go subscribe. Did my magic eight ball predict the best sex of my life? Mm. Okay. Let's go. Uh, your content has really got me good laughs and perspective as a recently single woman living in the New York of Canada. Toronto? Email. Is that what it is? I don't, is there a New York of Canada? Yeah. I think. I mean, it would have to be Toronto, right? 
Although people, it's funny because people call Toronto the Hollywood of Canada because that's where they do all the TV production uh, stuff. I don't email, know. Emailing you for some insight about a casual relationship I've been in for the last four to five months. For some background, I'm a 25-year-old student finishing my degree in April. Uh, who about a year ago ended my first and only relationship of five years. This last year has been arguably one of the best of my life, and I have had a great time learning how to date and meeting new people. In late August, I visited the island with an old friend to have drinks on the quote-unquote nude beach and brought cards and games to entertain ourselves. Fast forward, we're drunk, having a great time when these two guys sit down six feet to our left. We're laughing, having, uh, having and joking around. Uh, when my friend insists, we talk to them. I am hesitant, but excited. And in my drunkenness, finally agree that we need to throw the magic eight ball. I brought to the beach at them. Needless to say, it goes well. And before we know it, we spent the whole day together at the beach. From the moment we started talking, we have a great connection. and We're both crying, laughing and even snorting. So embarrassing. But that's how well we were hitting it off. We eventually go to my back to the city, have dinner and grab drinks on a patio. Later that night, we exchange numbers and agree to meet the following week for dinner and drinks. In the, past, in the months past, we've seen each other almost every week and have been sending each other messages more frequently. He has spent the weekends with me before. I've made him dinner several times, and he even stayed over Christmas Eve and spent Christmas morning with me and wished me a happy new year at midnight last week. We have great chemistry, and I've never felt so comfortable and satisfied sexually, physically, mentally in my life. Sounds great. Yeah. I guess my question is, while we've been, we've agreed to casually date early on, he's 28 for reference, I feel like things are progressing and getting more serious. There are some obvious challenges and differences, such as distance. He, li- distance. he lives in a neighboring city, and I don't drive. He has a successful medical career while I'm still an unemployed student. And bluntly, I feel like he's out of my league. I didn't go to this, go into this wanting a relationship, but now I find myself disinterested in other men. And not to be dramatic, I've realized he's everything I want. I don't want to go, don't know where to go from here and how I should approach the situation going forward. Should I make, shake my magic eight ball for more answers? Any suggestions would be welcome. So what do you think? Well, it's really strikes home a lot with me, actually, because when I met my wife, who happens also be a successful medical person, it was long distance, you know? Like mm. I said, she was in Portland and I was in L.A., and... I, I guess I was at the point in my life where I had been with enough people to know when I had found someone really, really special and rare. So uh-huh. I just like I was like, I don't even want to play that game of like, is this stupid to pursue? You know, is long. Dis- I mean, I was like 34 at the time we met. I was like, the idea of doing long distance seems so stupid at this age. But yeah. I was like, let me just not even go there. Let me just literally just try to fly up here every other weekend for a month and just see what see if that. If that works. So so this is an interesting question because, you know, this person is kind of asking. They're like, hey, I've, is it too good to be true or should yeah. I keep pushing forward? And it's like, you know, for those that don't know, like Portland, Oregon to L.A., those are two different worlds. You're trying to do comedy. You're trying to do, you know, uh, production. You're trying to do writing. And for you, that's a did you feel it was a sacrifice at all that you're leaving? Because. When did you move to Portland? Like, at, at what point do you make these decisions and go, whatever this fucking is, it is? Well, it's funny because the idea was never that I would move to Portland. Yeah. That it was always that she would move to LA and she was like, you know, not until you propose. You know, I think, especially if you're a woman, you know, you have to be like very smart about that shit. Cause like we said, guys will drone around you. You got sure. a, you got a biology clock and all that shit. So I proposed. And then the idea was she was starting to look for jobs in LA and then Dr. COVID fucked everything up yeah. and it was impossible for a doctors to really 
you know, she's, she does elective surgery for the most part. And that's kind of shut down. So it's like finding jobs is super hard. And then LA is shut down. So I moved up here for COVID. So to be honest, now that we're going to come out of COVID, hopefully that's going to make our situation much higher stakes. Cause right now there was no sacrifice I was making because there is no because Los everything Angeles was right closed now. down. So right. do, do, is that on your mind? Have you guys absolutely. talked about that? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. Like, no, it's very much on my mind, but it's a fucked up position, man, because like she makes like for me to make as much money as she makes on an average year. Yeah. I have to have an amazing year. Like I maybe had three or four years like that in my whole career where sure. I made what she makes just on an average year, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of scary. The idea that, you know, how do I justify her? Not that I know that she absolutely picking would, up, but, but picking yeah. up her life and career and taking a shot when it's not necessary. Is... And, and, and like, also there's no guarantee, you know, yeah. like, like, uh, you know, I've sold some TV shows and that show comedy knockout that was on for yeah. a while and, and different stuff, but you never know when that next one's going to be. So, it's and like, you, and you have to be in the game. You have yeah. to be meeting with people and talking to people and, Hey, I'm thinking of this idea and, Oh, I've been thinking about this idea for you. And at the, you know, the club, I get it. Like that, that's a tough thing to do, but at the same, yeah, you exactly. So I, my feeling is like, look, some of the best, uh, career things I've had have been just through relationships like just you know just people I got to know by living there you know yeah. not like really networking just sort of being friends with people and then well, sure. yeah yeah but I'm just scared like what if she gives up her job and then I go to LA and then I don't book shit for fucking <laughs> two years <laughs> well, you like, talk, oh, that was a big mistake <laughs> well is do you, you know now you're in it like you're married you're you're with a, I'm sure the love of your life but like yeah is you know, is there a point? Because I kind of think of it as like, especially for this person's question, where they're like, I feel like things are progressing quickly. There's some obviously challenges, distances. Is like, are you two constantly negotiating? Like, to me, like, in, to me, my answer to this person is like, you like them, go forward. Keep going forward. Keep doing what makes you feel best. If that person is with you and there for it, you're going to have negotiations and negotiations yeah. are hard but negotiations and 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 compromises when both people give a little bit up you know but when, and when is that but then when is that not going to be part of a relationship right like my brother uh got married and or he got engaged and like right after their engagement his wife's father who had already been sick got really sick and ultimately mm. ended up passing away you know so it's like there's okay you just got engaged and you know people think of engagement we're just going to cruise the, the wedding but now there's this other thing involved, right? So it's yeah. like life is always throwing you things that don't necessarily go with your what you think the path is going to be, right? Sure. So they they got married. They have a wonderful marriage, wonderful kids. Uh, but it's like, you know, that's a bump in the road, just like sort of what we're dealing with right now. It's going to be a bump in the road. And I think along, you know, to, the main thing that stuck out to me about her question is saying she's not good enough for him. Like if thinking you weren't good enough was a reason not to do something. Neither you or I would have ever had a career in comedy <laughs> and yeah, we wouldn't be yeah, doing yeah. this shit now. I mean, like you can't not do things out of a fear that you're not enough because that's, yeah, yeah you can't listen to that. And you have to own what you, and I think that, I think you have to own what makes you great. And also you have to go to work on other things. Your life can't be the relationship. 
just like you're talking about with your career, you're like, what if I don't book another deal? Like, you're still in there. You're still working at finding the next comedy thing. And it's like the relationship is kind of going, is in a sidecar with that. So you feel good about the wins and losses, feel good and bad about the wins and losses in comedy. Then that person is there for you for those wins and losses and you figure it out together. So it's like, I think this person who's like, I'm still a student, Keep, don't let this hold you back from focusing on being a student, graduating, find a, finding a career, and let this be the thing that like supplements that and is nice to get away from that. Yeah, and also trust in the fact that if this guy thinks you're great and worth going to see with his busy, successful life, maybe you are great, or maybe you're just great to him, you know? Because yeah. like I'm often like... Yeah, I'm often sometimes shocked at how much my wife seems to love and care for me when I'm like, do you realize what a fucking piece of shit you married? (laughs) You do realize that uh, I'm not really all those things you're saying. But then I have to remember that it's like, you know, whatever. People are right for each other, even if they, you know, on paper, we all have like a lot of fucking issues, you know. It's 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 a puzzle piece, not a perfect thing like you're what you said is true keep going with your school nothing is less attractive to anybody i think is someone who gives up their life for you that is like (laughs) the biggest fucking kill i think that's huge j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com here with mo mandel at the real mo mandel go follow go follow go follow jews control the media that's the podcast go 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 i was on it loved it hi jared am i just cuffing season cuddle buddy Always, as always, love your podcast and content. I've written in a few times and was on your Friday YouTube show and you never disappoint. Oh, that's so cool. I've been seeing a guy since October. He's 38, I'm 30. And so far it has been very casual. He'll come over when my roommate is away. She goes away on weekends and I'll go there when she's around. Due to COVID, she is not comfortable with guests, which is fine. He's not comfortable going in places with, uh, with the pandemic, which I respect, but I feel like we skipped the feeling each other out phase and went straight for just feeling each other. Ha ha ha. We're three months in and I have no idea where he stands. He's a tough nut to crack and I'm nervous telling him how I feel might scare him off. I know I know better to hurt uh, now for a month if that's the case. Um, I want to ask him how he feels this is going without seeming like I'm expecting him to be my boyfriend. I'm not yet when we are together he's extremely affectionate we have great sex and laugh a lot he's odd in a way i find very attractive smart and witty but he also has some walls up i'm always the one initiating texts and hangouts we have yet to follow each other on social media at least his are public so i can snoop a little i'm starting to have strong feelings for him but i'm not sure where he stands do you have advice on how to ask him if i'm just a temporary fix to cuffing season pandemic loneliness or if he has feelings for me too and if he does how do i convey that i want this to progress without it seeming like i'm demanding a label i'm looking for more than a casual hookup and if he's a slow mover emotionally i can absolutely roll along at that pace we're going but i need to know thank you as always for amazing advice hope you can help and uh, me find the right words. So what do you think, Mo Mandel? That's tricky. I mean, ultimatums, and that's basically what that's going to sound like of her saying, or I guess it's not an ultimatum, but it, it's putting a stamp <laughs> on it. You know, it's it's raising yeah. the stakes of her asking for some sort of clarity. Does she deserve to get that kind of clarity after three months? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I think it. it's okay for him to be like, or not, you know, why should he know? Right. It's only been three months. Like if my girlfriend asked me three months in, 
what she wrote here, I wouldn't know how to answer this question. And it'd probably so scare you off. It, it would make me... I wouldn't know what to do. I, the whole scare me off thing, I don't think guys get scared. I think we realize that we don't want to marry you. And that's and it's not that we... That wouldn't have been different a year from then or today. Right. Yeah, that's, you're just, that's a good point. That's you're just point. pushing the issue that, hey, I want some answers. But the problem with her question, again, if my girlfriend said... Um, the way she asks this, I, am I a temporary fix to cuffing season, pandemic loneliness? Like I would go, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I, 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 I would be like, no, I'm enjoying my time with you. The problem is she is not asking for specifics. Yeah. She, and, and so he's going to be as vague as you are asking the questions. And she's also not offering specifics. Like that, that's, she didn't yeah. say, I, I have really strong feelings for this guy. She just Speci- sort of wants clarity. Specifics means vulnerability. Vulnerability means she might get disappointed. So she's trying yeah. to avoid that by going, where do you see this going? And he's going to go, I don't know. Where do you see this going? And then they're yeah. going to go back and forth and nothing's going to get accomplished. And she's not going to feel great. I think she needs to, I, I think with these conversations of where is this going, you have to, I think you can't ask somebody, their 10-year platform, their five-year plat- uh, uh, thing, especially during a pandemic where we're not even sure when we can leave the house or eat inside from now- right now. So what you can say is, hey, I'd like, she writes in her email, I'm always the one initiating texts and hangouts. We have yet to follow each other on social media. Those are specifics. That That is what, and, and again, that should tell you answers. Like he will either, so letting him know, hey, it, you, I think you, you, you mentioned the word deserve. You're three months in. You do deserve to say, I'm felt, I feel very, you know, kind of hurt by the lack of texting initiation. That's a, hey, does he change or no? Right. Does he That's care a good enough point. to change? Does he, yeah, because it's sort of like Greg Barrett, you know, he's a comic. He had that book he wrote called She's Just Not That, He's Just Not That Into You, right? Yeah. Like, I think these are the kind of um, that was my wife, by the way, not just yeah. uh, a random <laughs> walk around who just walked behind me. No, but but uh, guys will answer the question she's asking in their own way, which is yeah. yeah, how fast does he respond? You know, does he do nice thing when you sleep over? Does he make you breakfast sometimes? Does he does he think about like does he buy you a toothbrush because he knows you're going to be staying there? Like, does he do the things that let you know he is? caring about you more than just like whatever the callousness of a general hookup, you know? And so she probably has a lot of those answers, quite honestly. Well, she really thinks about it. She's already asked us the questions. It's time to ask him. He, I'm always the one initiating texts, hangouts, and we have yet to follow each other on social media. Those those are three issues she has three months in that she couldn't ask for a month in. They didn't happen. There are things that she is hurt by. I think she has to say, hey, I'm a little annoyed that you haven't made a date. And it's okay to let someone know. And then they go, they either live up to your standard or don't at that point. Because at that point, she's going to go, he's going to go, well, do I want to make a date or not? It's not going to be, do I, uh, well, I don't know, next six years, I, 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 I guess right now I'm having fun. Like, no, 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 this gets you to, the, I'm saying, let's get, Let's 
let's chop away at this at, at this right. like train. for one thing just follow him on social media i mean three yeah. months into a relationship with somebody and not following them on social media that strikes me as kind of weird that's odd yeah that's definitely that's definitely odd because that but, means he's probably still on the apps but that but that means also hey you have a right we're two people that are somewhat sane she's just as somewhat sane as us so you have three of us going yeah i'd be following yeah the woman i'm dating for three months and now she can go to him and go hey it's it's a little odd to me that you don't follow me yet i'm gonna follow you and but i was gonna say she's not following him yet so for all she knows he's sitting there like well she's not following me i don't want to look vulnerable by following her i was just gonna say like if somebody's not following you in social media like you you can be sure they're still on the dating apps, I think. Because yeah, that's the I, question that comes after after social media, I would guess. I, I think there's some of that. I think it's just I think it's more that like let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's let's stay in the reality that we have. I like him. I would like to follow him on social media. Then you do it. Then he either follows you or he doesn't. When he doesn't, I would say to him, Hey, I'm at a place where I'm following you on social media. I like you enough to do that. It's weird to me that you don't. And it makes me a little less attracted to you. You have to be willing to cut these people off. Like you have to, yeah. no, you know, she's like, I'm, I'm, you know, this is great. This is all going well. I want to know if he's there with me. Well, if you, at what point are you not there with him? At what right. point and, do you and go, it's not like she's saying, hey, why didn't you like this picture? Or why, why are you not looking at my stories? Like you're just asking for a basic, <laughs> hey, fucking follow me but, back. You know, but, and if but, he doesn't do that, well, that's clear. You know. But that's the thing. Instead of saying anyone can give you a vague answer to like, of course, I'm looking for someone when they're put at the at the follow you or not. That is if they can't follow you, they ain't going to marry you. If they can't follow you, they ain't going to move in. If they can't follow you, they ain't going to have get pregnant. They, the, the, one precedes the other. Although it's interesting because, I mean. I, it's just sort of making me realize like how hard it must be to know where something's going with COVID. Cause if you literally, okay. So if you're three months into it with a guy and all you've done is go to his house and he's coming to your house, you know, it ain't going anywhere. But when you live in a time when you literally sure. can't go anywhere, it <laughs> fucking sucks. Cause you can't like, Oh, he didn't come meet my parents. Well, he can't without maybe killing them. Oh, well, we can't go to dinner. We can't like, so how do you know, where are the mile markers to let you know where the relationship's going? But that's that's exactly why I think this like piecemeal approach. She's like she even said she's not looking for him to be like, I need you. I want you. I'm going to need to marry you. She's just looking for a little bit of reassurance. And at that point, you go, okay, then let's get little bits. Let's let's do. But they have to be actions. I think it doesn't because I've been put in that situation so many times. Are you looking to be serious? Yeah, I'm looking to be serious. Do you think this is? I don't know. I'm going day by day. I think a lot of guys are going day by day. And I yeah, think- and, and, and unless you are 90% sure you want to break up with her, yeah. you're not going to say this isn't going anywhere. You just, yeah. you just won't. Because, you know, you're, 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 I don't know. I'm getting to know her and this and that. Or you're not quite like, because <laughs> if you say to someone, this, it ain't going anywhere, it's done. You're not having sex anymore. Or you're done. And she probably sure. kind of hates you. You know, it's you're it's, always going to kind of lie. Well, it's it's um, it's interesting to me because it's like I, I was thinking about this when I when I moved to my with my girlfriend, I was excited to move in. But I did have the thought of like, it's weird that like we either move in or we break up. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and that's like, very much a reality. And I think a lot of times it's that or the same thing with getting engaged. That's the same thing with getting engaged. This per this person who is my best friend, I either get engaged or I never see them again. Like yeah. that is a crazy thing. And it's like a lot of times you have to ask yourself, you're like, do, do I, do I even want to get engaged? If I, if I'm asking myself that question, maybe I'm not with the right person right now. So it's like, you know, there is, I think let's start at these small things where it's like, Hey, they follow me or we break up. You know, like it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, that's, and, that's a and, low stakes relationship but, kind of thing. But at least it's three months in and you're doing that instead of seven yeah. months from now where it's COVID's off and you're like, they still haven't followed you. And it's like, well, you're on step zero. Like yeah. you're not even at the next place on the, on the train tracks. You know what I would be super interested to find out is how many of these kind of unestablished relationships immediately end when COVID's done? Because I bet there's so many people who are like, yeah, I'm sticking into it because I don't want to go risk it. I know she doesn't have it. I know he doesn't have it. I know he can't go out to bars. But as soon as that playing field opens up, that's I think it's going to be, be I think it's going to be a lot because yeah, I think a lot death. of the, also these relationships are occurring in what we hope to be not the reality. Yeah. You know, yeah. like and so we, it's like we, a summer camp relationship. Like you don't really yeah. know quite what it is yet. That's exactly what it is. That's and, yeah. and that's scaring a lot of people. And she's look, and that's why her thing where she's like <laughs> she's looking for answers with vague questions. I can't give you that. But you do we're have not in, we're not in reality right now. Yeah. So we're like at the worst summer camp of all time. <laughs> the J Train podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Whoo! Listen, people. You're in quarantine. You might be with a partner. It's it takes a you know, it, it's it's a trying time, maybe for your sex life, maybe for your personal care life. When you're used to leaving the house, there's a whole process to getting yourself ready to leave the house, and you notice the things that need to be upkept. Is that a word? Upkept? Kept up. You need your personal upkeep. I will say this. Me, I'm one of those people. My personal upkeep has been affected by the pandemic because you're inside more, you're in your sweats more. Who thinks to shave as much as they did a year ago? Things are getting better and Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Be prepared by manscaping and making your package something they'll want to open. Two million men are already trusting Manscaped products to make their testes their finest. They have advanced skin-safe technology that won't nick or snack your, snag your nutsack. No more grooming accidents. This has happened to me. I have shaved. I have used the wrong... I've made Jess look at it. And what's sexier than that is, hey, look at this bleeding cut on my nuts. That has happened. And I got to say, because I was using maybe something that wasn't built for that part of my body. I'm using, you know, whatever I can. The thing is about male grooming is that we've had to, you know, MacGyver this situation. We've had to take other appliances. I'm in there with the hedge clippers just trying to get, you know, cut down the roughage. I'm Edward Scissorhands in that bitch. So I'm just telling you right now, it is so great that Manscaped has let men get their, you know, uh, their personal care routine up to the level of some of the ladies out there. And if you have a boyfriend, this is a less than subtle way to be like here you go and they'll appreciate it here you go here's something to help you help me 
help you. Let me help you help me because that's what you're doing. You give them the manscaped. They go, what's this for? And you go, you figure it out, big boy. And then they go in the bathroom and you hear, and you hear all the, the foliage coming to the ground. You're looking to get a present for your man. The place to start is the Performance Package. It comes with the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer with a 9,000 RPM motor. That's a big deal. The faster the motor, the better it's going to shave. And a blade that moves 360 degrees to clean out all your nose pubes. You also get the Lawn Mower 3.0, the best trimmer known to man. You can use it everywhere. Plus, they're going to throw in the Crop Preserver, a deodorant for your balls. Oh, my God. This is all things I need. And the Reviver, a spritz that tones and fresh, refreshes your junk and keeps you cool. This is, you have to understand how necessary this is for men, while at the same time is something that not a lot of guys do for themselves. Not a lot of guys are thinking, your parents don't bring you up going, hey, when you get to a certain age, you got to take care of things down. It's different. So you might have a boyfriend that's just, kind of just doing his own thing down there. You might have, a, you know, a parent, anybody. That's a tough one to give to your parent, but, go, you know, if you're close, why not? And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive, will, cap- will help set the mood if you know what I mean. Complete your, ro- rooming ga- your grooming game with their brand new refined cologne and the same great scent that in all, uh, that's in all Manscaped formulas. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. So listen, let me help you help your man or help you help yourself. Get 20, 20, 20, 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN. That's 20, 20, 20, 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code JTRAIN. That's all you got to do. Promo code JTRAIN, manscaped.com, 20% off. It's time to make February 13th International Trim Your Pubes Day with Manscaped. J Train Podcast at Juma.com. J Train Podcast at Juma.com here with Mo Mandel at the real Mo Mandel. Go follow him right now. Let's do one more. You ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. I yeah. forwarded you an email. Do you have your email yeah. in front of you? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna read it, but there's an attachment. Okay. And then we're gonna get into it. Okay. Okay. Hold you ready? Okay, let me start reading it in two seconds. I admire uh, the production value here, man. You're sending me emails. I, listen, Bob, this is impressive. Uh, listen, we are constantly trying to evolve. We're, yeah. tra- you know, I put up a lot of videos. I'm investing a lot of money. So if you're listening right now, share it with a friend. I need you. Okay, dating yeah. app question. Jared, could you address this guy's dating profile on one of your J-Train podcasts? I matched with this guy on Bumble a few weeks ago. We had a reasonable conversation. We video chatted through the app to move on from the in-app texting. Then after that, we exchanged numbers and made plans for a date for when I'm back in NYC. I'm currently staying with my parents for Christmas. Okay, this all makes sense. They had a nice conversation. They go from video chatting on the app to in-app texting, and then they exchange numbers. We're going to see each other when we get back to NYC. This is a perfectly reasonable situation. His bio had previously said looking to connect and take things from there. Now it says the below. Okay. So let me read. Let's bring up the, the new profile. So he went from 
looking to connect and take things from there to his new profile says, hey, I'm on here to date and have sex. Not looking. <laughs> it's really getting down to business. I'm here to date and have sex. Not That's a right looking. turn. That's a hard yeah. turn. I want, I want drinks and I want to fuck. Not looking for anything serious right now. I appreciate women who initiate chats and want to get to know me. I love, I love the balls on this guy. It's a, it, Yo, it, it, I'm just looking to smash and have fun. And by the way, you need to come to me. Well, like, this is a zero effort. This is a, God bless this guy if he can pull this off because that is zero effort. Yeah, I guess. Well, I guess it's on Bumble. So the women have to say hi first anyways. But right, right. it is it is interesting that he's like, come on here. We're going to get you're going to get a date and I'm going to want to fuck. But I right, ain't wanting any more of that. I'm not going to be fully hard. I don't have a big dick and I want you to be on top. Who's coming over? <laughs> and this is yeah. going to be quick. Well, I, I have to say what he's saying is honest in yeah. this bio. Yeah. What he's saying is honest. There are many people on these apps that, and I think women especially, a lot of people on these apps that would appreciate knowing that someone is there for dates and sex and not something serious. They would rather know that than have the person go, I'm here for dates, and then they get a few dates in, have sex, and the person goes, well, I'm not looking for anything serious. Right, right, this guy's right. giving it all up front. The problem in this situation is specific to this emailer. The emailer talks to a guy with a bio and, and sets up a date with a guy whose bio says uh, looking to connect and take things from there. That's very different yeah. than looking to date and fuck and no serious relationships. Absolutely. So she, but so, I guess she would have to... I mean, the only thing she could tell herself is he's obviously somewhere in between these two, right? Like, he's obviously somewhere on the fence. Like, if she really, really likes this guy... I guess you could assume possibly he will want to have a relationship because he just kind of he's sort of transitioning out of that way of thinking. You know what I mean? Well, let me read the rest of her email because yeah. I she says now it says the below. I know you said that our goals in the dating app shouldn't be to monogamously date. Well, I think the goal on the on the app should be to meet someone new. That, but I think if someone puts on the app, I want to meet someone new and I want to fuck them and I never want to be in a relationship. You have to believe what they say. So let's. Let's. I, I think there's an element. There's yeah. grayness to everything that gets said on this podcast. I'm not trying to like eat my words. I'm saying I didn't mean the way she's like. I don't think nobody should be looking at my. Not, no, no, no. You should be looking to date and to yeah. have honest, respectful conversations with someone. She writes, "It should be just to meet someone and get to know them." But I was really off put by his new bio he had. Is he just including a disclaimer so that he takes the pressure off for when he goes on dates with girls? Like including uh, this wording in his bio already gives women the expectation to not expect much from him in the beginning, therefore taking pressure off of him. I was a bit surprised because he seemed like a nice guy. He wants to make plans for a date and did not off the bat say to me, hey, I'm looking for sex. By the way, I saw that he recently included this in his profile about two days ago. Do you think he had an experience with a woman who wanted more to move too fast and it freaked him out? And so, therefore, he decided to include the wording. What is your take on this? Is he including this to take pressure off, which means that he could get serious with the right person? Or is he just a fuckboy guy's, uh, guy's perspective? What do you think? I think you said something very smart a second ago where you're like, 
you got to believe what he tells you. Because what we were saying before is so many people, guys and girls, don't ever want to tell you the, the, the truth. We'll say anything other than the truth. So if someone mm-hmm. is doing it, I think I'm going to retract what I said. I think, yeah, you have to assume. Well, it, he, the, the chances are too low to really assume this is not going to become just a fucking hookup. I can't. Yeah, you're you're counting on the extraordinary instead of the normal. When she says uh, to take pressure off, which means that he could get serious with the right person. She's basically saying maybe I'm the right person. And it's like, no, you're counting on the on the exception and not the rule. The rule is he has told you I'm here to go on. Listen. It's nice that he wants to go on dates. I'm here to go on dates, have a fun time, have sex, and not get serious. Okay. You met him under different marketing campaigns. He bait and switch. He bait and switched her. It's a, a classic bit. bait and switch. If if I'm her, I would say I would go to him and be like, hey, I see your bio changed. Um, I'm looking for something serious. <laughs> I was going to say, she brings up the receipt and goes, hey, I actually met you uh, three weeks before this disclaimer, so I want the <laughs> monogamous relationship model. I think what you sent me here was the uh, fuckboy model, so yeah. I don't know if you want to just exchange that, or how does that work? <laughs> I, I, and I don't think he's a fuckboy. She's like, is he just a fuckboy? It's like, no, he's, I don't think... I think he's letting people know what he wants and you guys can disagree on what you want, but I don't think I, if I'm her, I would be off put by meeting someone and then seeing this, like, like, listen, if, if you bought a TV and then the next day you see that the TVs are 50% off, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like it would right, be right, annoying. Right, right. And it kind of, this is kind of what happened to her. She's like, I, I agreed to, you know, getting together. And now I see, that you know, I guess in the reverse, like it's it's gone up in price. I don't know. It's and I wonder what he would say if she called him on it. Because when I was on the dating apps, I would put my age a little younger. Really? Because because I had it on my Facebook page was a little younger for like show busy <laughs> bullshit reasons, and <laughs> okay. so it would go from that. And then once I realized that, I'm like, oh, I could change it. But I was like, no, that's just like such a perfect excuse for, for the, you know, it wasn't a lot younger, like three years. But like, well, it's just, you know, the Facebook thing. And it just sort of like, a good, like, I wonder if this guy, what his excuse would be, because, you know, he's probably not going to say to her just straight up. Like, it's one thing to put that on your profile. But if she actually did meet with him face to face at this it's harder point, to say. There. Yeah. And yeah. he wants anyone either wants to fuck or he wants to see where it goes. You know, he's not going to be like, but yeah, but even gotta, that's the the best reason to not go forward I agree. is that we're both sitting here going yeah he's gonna have some excuse so if you go to him and you say hey i just saw your bio change i'm looking for something serious or at least someone to be open to serious it seems like you're not even open to that i'm not gonna you know count on the exception i'm gonna count on what you said and and take this as your new policy here like yeah. and and it's so, and also they didn't make a date. They're waiting on to go out when she goes yeah, back. Yeah, this is just you're on a fucking app. Like if you had already met this guy and you were in love with the guy, and then you found different out, story. Fine. But why? There's just too many fish in the sea, you know, to to put yourself in that position. You know, it's like you're trying to buy a car that you already know has one damaged tire. It's like <laughs> it might get you home, but probably it's gonna break down the side of the road. I also Jay think it's Tri- funny that she's oh, sorry to catch up. I was no, saying she calls, a, she calls him a fuck boy. I think it's funny that women throw that term around like like you are categorizing him as a fuck boy. It's like no. He is a he is a fuckboy to you. Sure. He's going to yeah. marry somebody else to be a completely different person. Like he is just sort of putting himself on the sh- on this shelf. 
He could yeah. very easily be on that shelf. I don't use the word fuckboy for the same reason I don't use the word slut. Like, I don't right. think... I think that they're interchangeable. Um, and they... Again, what you said is correct. Like, everyone that is in a serious, great relationship was someone else's piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, was yeah. someone that didn't want to get serious. There was someone that didn't want to that wanted to fuck on a date and not be in serious relationships. Everyone was something to someone and someone great. Like everyone's dad. Like we live in this world where like you didn't have you know your dad wasn't on a dating app, but if he was, he'd be right. Someone's dad would be writing this in their bio, and you'd be horrified. And it's so, like it's like if you if someone breaks up with you because they don't want a relationship, and then you see they're in a relationship, you're like, oh, it was me. Right. It's like a, it's like as an actor, if you go out for something, you know, this happens to this happens to me all the time, whatever. You go out for something and then you hear some some reason from your manager, your agent, why you didn't get it. like, ah, they're not going with white guys or yeah, they want they want guys who are a little uh, younger. And then you see who they cast. It's like a white guy who looks exactly like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, no, they just didn't want they didn't want you. Yeah, they didn't not the right fit. You didn't read the lines well. <laughs> you you aren't very talented at acting. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com. Mo Mandel. Thank you so much. This is fantastic. Dude. Thanks for having me on, man. It's a blast. Everyone go follow Mo at the real Mo Mandel. That is the Instagram. Also his podcast, Jews control the media. It's out right now. There's an episode with me on it. You can listen to us talk about Jew stuff. It's a lot of fun. I had a great time. Go get subscribed. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday with your emails, your stories, your questions. We'll be back next week. Boom.